tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and man, is this show off the chain. We are going to talk about a subject that uh, I'm going to say every single woman of those that are recently widowed or about to become single will take a great interest in. If you want to do yourself and possibly someone that fits that description a huge favor, right now would be a good time to call them and say, you might want to tune in. This is really going to help you. The subject about intimacy and sex and dating is always something that, um, for obvious reasons, is quite titillating. It attracts an audience of millions of listeners every time we do this show. But tonight is going to go a bit deeper than that. I'm going to take you through several wrongs. The first one is going to be the psychopathology of dating, of intimacy, the things that actually will change uh, the outcomes that you've been getting in dating. I know for many women, there is a tremendous question of, you know, what do I do? What is it I'm doing wrong? How can I correct uh, what I'm attracting in my life? For those of you that study the laws of attraction, this especially goes into the realm of desire. When I'm desiring these things, what is causing me to get the exact opposite of that which I seek. Well, I'm here to tell you this. A lot of that has a great deal to do with expectation. Much more, it has something to do with being fulfilled, being intellectually aware, positioning yourself to move beyond the norm. And Because what we expect, typically in life, that's exactly what we get. When we expect less, believe me, we get less. When we want less, That is exactly, uh, and some of you aren't even aware that you are wanting less. Some of you think that, you know, uh, I don't want less. I'm looking for a good man. Well, baby girl, you may be looking for a good man, but what are you doing? And how are you you even uh, prospecting for that which you seek in your life? This show is going to hit that nail on the head along with several others. I'm going to talk about everything tonight from the biological factors that cause you to make very poor decisions in selecting a mate. Likewise, uh, I'm going to talk about the things that you can do to auto-correct your thought process because thoughts become things. Whatever it is that you are perceiving and conceiving, that is what you end up believing. Whatever you end up believing, that is what manifests itself in your life. There is no Uh, such thing as the laws of attraction not working to your advantage. So with that said, I'm going to talk about this, and I'm going to approach this from the word desire. Many of us, men and women, but tonight this show is about you ladies, so fellas, don't get mad. Don't write me any letters because I'm not 
outing brothers. What I'm doing tonight is educating ladies um, about the things that they do to keep getting some sorry wannabe dude in their life. When, in fact, I'm going to say this. You can't blame the guy, ladies. In many instances, you got exactly what you attracted. You got back what you put out there. So the first step uh, in this program this evening is going to have a great deal to do with removing the, the wrong stuff that's being put forth. Now, what, what does that mean? When you desire, when, when your desire feels so big that it feels unreachable, it is not on the verge of manifestation. I'm going to repeat that again. When your desire feels so big that it feels unreachable, it's not going to be on the verge of manifestation. Now, now you're going, Doc, what the hell does that have to do with me attracting a man in my life? Well, first thing is, when you put the cart before the horse, you don't have a problem. One, you're not going to be able to see where you're going very well. And two, um, how do you know that you haven't loaded this cart with so much mess that by the time you hit your horse to it, you can't even move it. You know, your desire has to become the next logical step. And until it does, you will not find yourself on the verge of any positive manifestation. I'm going to give some of you a moment. First of all, go get a pen and paper because you're going to need this. If not, don't sweat it. If you're driving, if you're working, you're in the office, don't get your behind fired listening to my show. But, uh, you know, somebody actually called me the other day and said, Doc, I almost got fired listening to your show. Please, I am not going to send you a check, boo. The show is archived. Do not get your behind terminated trying to listen to anybody's program, even mine. But I love you madly, and I appreciate the support, but that's not a good look. So here's what the first thing we're going to do tonight. You're going to take some notes. As you know, every program you, you hear me say, it's time to do what? Get that pen, get that paper, get your tablet, get your smartphone out, and start swiping, typing, or writing. The reason tonight is so important is many of you are meant to be in a fulfilling, nurturing, loving relationship with somebody, and the person that is screwing that up is you. And the reason why it's being screwed up first is in your mind. We're going to talk about all the social and cultural and physiological stuff and agenda stuff in a minute, but let's get to the core of the problem first. The core of a lot of you, of, of this problem for a lot of you, is just simply one thing. How are you conceiving what you're seeking? Now, now what, what I mean by that is simply this. You cannot have something until you put yourself in a mental position to receive it. So the first thing I want you to really ask yourself is, do I feel that what I want is unreachable? Because if you feel that way, no way in hell are you going to attract it to you. So rule number one, if you don't believe you can have it, you probably won't get it. All right? That's just number one at the gate. Now, the next step is if we're going to get this perfect man, this significant other, 
this husband material brother in your life, you have to understand that cannot be birthed out of a spirit of lack. It has to be birthed out of a spirit of it being your next logical step. Now, what I mean by that is simply this. If you haven't gotten rid of your baggage, if you have not become that which you seek, I'm going to repeat that again. If you have not become that which you seek, I could bring you the perfect man, whatever your perfect man is, Will Smith, Antonio Banderas, Jay-Z kind of looks a little weird, but the dude got money. Whoever it is that is your perfect man, if they showed up in your life right now, you would not keep them because who in the heck wants to have worked diligently on perfecting themselves only to go and hook up with somebody that's a ragamuffin or somebody that's ratchet, uh, meaning yourself? Who wants to do that? Who wants to cast their pearls before swine? So the first session of this program today is going to deal with getting yourself positioned metaphysically and spiritually to move forward. Now, here's what I want you to pay close attention to. When you are consciously aware of where you are and you also know where you would like to be, then you have a means of understanding whether or not you are pointed in the direction where you want to be. Okay? I'm going to say it again. When you are consciously aware of where you are, and you also know, I didn't say think you know, feel like you're guessing, when you know where you like to be and have a means of understanding whether you are or are not pointed in that direction of where you want to be, nothing can keep you from getting there. And that really connects into this thing where I said just a moment ago, This needs to be, meaning seeking this man in your life, needs to be a next logical step. And see, some of you have been dragging some guy up in your life because of all the dang wrong reasons, and we're going to talk about that in extreme detail a little later. Some of you, um, you just are lacking control of your life and your life experience because you do not realize in which direction you're headed. You know, some of you are thinking, you know what, if I could just get this man in my life, if I could just get uh, Brother Cantaloupe and, and Sister Watermelon out of my business and have me a man's his name, I could have what I want. Well, let me tell you something. If your life is out of control, bringing somebody in it is the equivalent of throwing a bag of nails in the midst of a tornado. You're just going to destroy something, probably yourself and everything around you. You cannot bring an organized man into a disorganized life that you're living. You, when you start thinking, oh, Lord, I, my EBT card didn't work. Well, for you that don't know EBT, uh, if that in, in America, because I, I know I've got these listeners from all around the world. I can hear one of my Jamaicans. Man, what is the EBT card, man? Okay, here's what an EBT card is. It is the card when you are getting social program assistance to feed your doggone self. You cannot bring a man in thinking, if I get the right man, these kids going to have a daddy, and and everything going to be fine. You're crazy. That does not work. It's not going to happen. If you want a man because your girlfriend just got married, 
and your biological clock. First, there is no damn biological clock, okay? There is no, you may have a cuckoo clock. You may even be the bird in your cuckoo clock. But the truth be told is, if it's not your season, you can't make it happen. That's like walking up to a tree that's not meant to bear fruit yet, and you go, I want an apple. Well, the tree is going to look at you and say, I don't have an apple. Well, you're an apple tree. It's not season, okay? Stop attempting to bring and hope and pray that someone is going to step up into your mix and solve your problems. Some of you want to have this man, and there is so much about you that you have not gotten straight yet. The last man you had, you hit him in the head with a skillet. You keyed his car. Why in the hell is God going to send you somebody new? Seriously, really? Come on. Are we serious? You turn into a female version of Chris Brown. And, and by the way, Chris got a bad rap. Rihanna hit him first and started that, but we ain't going to go there. But, but the point I'm making is when you are emotional, out of control, male or female, you are not ready to bring someone else into the house. You still get mad at your doggone dog. You're mad at a puppy. You get mad because your kid asks you for ice cream. You are so frustrated that when someone tries to tell you something, you're acting like uh, you're acting like Miss Joyce on on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, seriously, until you can reel yourself in, until you can get to a point where you agree to disagree, until you can quit talking with your finger and your neck and popping your head, why is God gonna send someone your way? I'm going to repeat it. When you are consciously aware of where you are, meaning where are you in life? Where are you in your understanding of yourself? And when you also know where you would like to be, do you have a plan? God ain't going to bless your mess. And as long as you keep living by the seat of your reactions and you keep doing things predicated on loneliness, the reason you're so lonely and so bored is you're not getting off your butt taking care of your business. Some of you, instead of burning people's ears and putting that fake glue in folks' head, jacking up their weaves, the, the, the universe, God, the Holy Spirit, they are waiting on you to perfect your gift. Whatever your gift is, your gift may be cooking. Your gift may be uh, becoming a law enforcement officer or going in the military, and you haven't done it. But you think that if you get this man, all of a sudden things will be okay. And then some of you are so stuck on stupid, you don't even know if you, one day you want to be Catwoman, the next day you want to be Batman, this week you want to date a woman, next week you want to date a man. Last time you had sex was an in, with an inanimate object in your drawer next to your bed. I mean, really? Really? Where is your damn mind? Until you get some control over your life, you cannot realize the direction where you're headed. Now, here's something deeper. Without a conscious realization of your emotions and what they mean, you will move away from where you really want to be. What does that mean? There are many words that, use, that we use to describe emotions, okay? You know, uh, but I'm going to tell you this. When we use all these different words, 
happiness, joy, anger, frustration, sadness, bliss. I'm going to tell you something. Emotion boils down to one or two different things, one that feels good or one that feels bad. And every incremental place among the emotional scale only indicates the degrees of allowance that you have put forth in your life while you try to figure out who and what you are. The fullest state of being connected emotionally, and this is what many of you are thinking a relationship is going to bring you, you say, I want to feel joy. I want to feel love. I want to feel appreciation. I want to feel freedom. I want to know what's going on. What I really want to do is just be so complete. Well, let me tell you, what you are really wanting has nothing to do with a man. On the good end of the continuum, those emotions are all about owning who you are and feeling empowered. Now, here's the other side of the emotional spectrum where a lot of you right now, yes, you, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. Sitting there, I know, I know somebody just said, girl, I know he ain't talking to me. I am certainly talking to your ignorant But The fullest state of disconnection, which feels like anger, like I just pissed you off. So you mad at me listening to a guy talking to you on the air. So how are you going to deal with it when you, someone disagrees with you in person? Checkmate. Anyway, the, but the fullest state of disconnection is when you feel despair, when you feel grief, when you feel depressed. And what you're really speaking to is your own feeling of not being empowered. Emotions, no matter how large the scale, either feel good or feel bad. Now, why am I telling you that? The reason I'm telling you that is that there is a tremendous value when you are are able to deliberately cause even the slightest improvement in how you feel emotionally, mentally, psychologically, or even if you just regain the measure of self-control. Now, why is that? How are you, if if I'm telling you that when your desire feels so big it's unreachable, And you're not going to be on the verge of manifesting anything but a headache. When your desire feels to you like it's the next logical step, now we're getting somewhere. And see, now when you can can own and say, you know what, I don't feel good, and nobody is going to change that for you, baby. I'm telling you right now, I love you madly, but there is not one person on this earth that can make you feel good other than you. Now, you may share things with someone that make you feel good. You may get you a little fellatio. You may uh, get you some uh, a pork, uh, pork rib sandwich or something. You may go to the movies. Uh, you may get a kiss, and he may have big muscles and a six-pack and all that, you know. Great. But is that really joy? No, it's not. That's a set of circumstances that you put yourself in that makes you feel good. And what did I say? There are only two emotions, one that feels good and one that feels bad. The value comes in 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 you and in your life when you realize that you are the only one that possesses the ability to deliberately cause yourself to feel good. And what I want you to think about is this. How can you get a man in your life 
when you cannot control your feelings. Because if you cannot control your feelings, you surely cannot control your emotions. When you can't control your emotions, your emotions are what validate your feelings. So if your feelings are only validated by temporal, temporary extraneous stimuli, are you really in control of your life? Or are things and circumstances and people call controlling you? Now, let me, let me give you this. Even though you may not have fully exercised your control to bring yourself back into full connection with your power, at least when you can start grabbing moments and start thinking about what is it that I desire and how do I feel about this desire are doomed or you are on your way to being healed? There is no middle. Now, let's talk about this word desire. Some of you right now, you say, I desire a husband. I desire to have a man in my life. And I keep getting the wrong doggone man. I'm going, do I have stupid written across my forehead? I mean, seriously. Yes, you do, some of you. Now, I'm not calling you stupid. Don't write me any letters because I'm going to write you one back and you ain't going to like it. But the truth be told, you are doing stupid stuff, expecting something good to come out of it. You figured, I'm going to take me a wash off. Well, I hope you actually took a bath. But, you know, let's say you washed off and now you put on some Estelada. I hope to hell you ain't wearing Estelada, but you're getting my drift. And you almost got your weave right, but... Oh, speaking of that, ladies, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get right back into the desire thing. If your weave has been in your head, child, for more than a month, please take it out. I was at this place, and this woman's hair almost made me throw up. It was so funky. Please get some fresh weave in your head. Now, back to the program. Desire is a fresh, free feeling of anticipating wonderful expansion in your life. So if you desire something, Shouldn't it make you feel good? As a matter of fact, the feeling of desire is truly the feeling of life flowing through you. Now, here's where your giddiness twisted. Many people, probably you, while you're using the word desire, you are feeling something quite different. You know, desire for some of you, and probably you, yes, I'm talking to you, often feels like you're focusing on this experience that you want to have, but at the same time, you are focusing on the presence of its absence. Now, I'm going to say that because I know some of y'all got that box of wine out. It is Sunday. Put the wine down. Tap to put the cork in it. I need you to be sober to get this, okay? No, don't hit the weed. I need you to be sober. Listen to what I'm going to say again. Desire is something that when you feel it, you can feel the essence of life and wonder flowing through you. But see, here's the problem. For some of you, especially those of you that, I just want me a man, you know, I's married now. Those of you that are seeking fulfillment through another person, all you're doing is you're wanting a walking, talking joint. You're wanting a walking, talking martini. You're wanting a walking, talking rabbit. And I'm not talking about the kind with the furry tail. You know what I mean, ladies. You cannot 
have an external solution to an internal problem. So what happens? Your desire has now converted itself from something that made you feel like you're expanding into the essence of who you are to now desire for you has become associated with lack. What do I mean by that? Some people come to think that feeling a desire is wanting something they don't have. So now you've taken a word and you've cheapened the value and meaning of this word, and now you have taken something that was meant to affect you in one way, and it's affecting you in another. I'm going to give you an example. And some of you folks that have never, that I'm, ta- I'm talking to the Joel Osteen, Charles Stanley people, you religious folks. Some of y'all are going to play like you don't know about the streets. I know your butt is lying, and you know you lying, but just sit there and look straight ahead and play like you don't know what I'm talking about. In the street, when people go by certain things like a bag of weed, and, yes, I've smoked weed. I don't do it no more, but I'm just going to say it. In the street, they say, give me a dime, right, meaning $10 worth of weed. Now, I want you to check out this. Now, some of you go, I ain't never. Why is he talking about weed? Okay, I'm going I'm to catch your silly behind, too. You've been to the casino, though, right? So when you go in the casino, they take your money and they give you chips. Same principle. What did they just do? They took your money and they disassociated its value by calling it something else. They took your $10 bill and they gave you a $10 chip. So now when you're sitting there gambling, you don't think them 10 $10 bets that you just did was $100. And your silly little frail mind, you feel like I've lost 10 chips. I only lost, I bet 10 chips and I lost them. But what really happened is your crazy butt got pimped by the casino. You got pimped by whoever. And for some of you ladies, you do this with on sale. Oh, my red bottom shoes, my Gucci purse, I can't get this bag of hair, whatever. And they tell you it's half price. Half price of what? First of all, the wholesale value of what you bought wasn't but $10, so you happy because some fool just sold it to you for 80 Who's crazy? And that's exactly what you're doing with the word desire. You are going and taking what is meant to be one thing, converting it to another, and you're wondering why you got a problem. There is no feeling of lack when it comes to pure desire. So when you are really uh, ready to desire the appropriate man to come into your life, there's no lack feeling associated with that. But see, here's what you have if you will keep in mind that whenever you ask anything, and, and I'm going to go biblical. God says, anything you ask me for and you believe that you're going to get it, I'm going to give it to you. And that's very true. Now, the question is, what is it that you believe? You remember I said earlier, at the beginning of this conversation, I made a comment. I said, does the desire that you have feel unreachable? That's, remember that? So does it feel unreachable that you can have a good relationship? Does it, does it seem almost unfathomable that you can be in a relationship with a good man? Because if that's what you're thinking, your desire has been perverted, dear. Just like that dummy that walked in that casino. I bet you somebody's leaving the casino right now driving back from Mississippi paying penny slot. Oh, I've got to ask this one. 
why in the hell would you go to a casino and pay, play a game that costs a nickel and a penny? There's something really wrong with you, and no, don't call me. Just call that 800 number they have out there for you. But the, the point I'm making is when you get to a place where their, your desire is producing a feeling that you are not currently living fully, that you've been just in this desire state for a long period of time to the point that now what desire means to you is no longer fulfillment and, and engaging and fresh, but it's absence. In time, you're going to come to believe that uh, what you are thinking about and that which you are seeking and that, that which you realize that now you don't have it and you can't figure out how to get it, this is what desire feels like. You have taken what is going to be the source springboard of you getting the man that you deserve in your life, not this fool that you sell for. You know the guy that makes you feel like on your forehead you wrote, how stupid am I? I got the wrong, I got another sorry blank man in my life again. Now, here, here's where I, we're going to go, and we're going to take a quick break. Now you've gone from can't figure out how to get it, you realize you don't have it, and all you think about is how much you want it. You're no longer in a state of pure desire. What you've gone to now is a state of resistance to that which you desire. What you are offering is a vibration of lack, a vibration of absence. You remember what I keep telling you guys about the piano? Every week I've said this. So for those of you that are just tuning in, I'm going to give the example. For everybody else, just bear with me. But if you go in a piano store and hit a C major chord next to five grand pianos, all the other pianos are going to resonate at that frequency. They're just going to automatically, because they're pre-wired to do that. And all human beings are pre-wired, and I said there are basically only two feelings. What did I tell you they were? There were good feelings and there were bad feelings. And you're walking around here, obviously, if you feel like you don't know what to do, you don't know how to get what you want, and you're lacking something, is that a good or a bad feeling? Obviously, it's a bad feeling. So when you get around people, you are resonating this bad feeling, and you don't even realize you're doing it. And without realizing what you're doing, you're holding yourself apart from the very thing in life that you want, and that is to have someone love you for you. So what happens in time? You start walking around feeling like you will never get it because you remember what I said. You cannot get something that you feel is untouchable. You, don't, you can't even conceive that the next logical step in your life's progression is to become one with someone that will love you accept you, that can grow with you, that believes in you, and that respects you, right? Well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play just a little bit of something from the Black and White Project. We're going to come right back, and I'm going to start talking about all the stuff that you need to do to fix this. And hopefully this record by Dionysus and King Malachi will let you get a hint that real love is out there, and this is how I want you to feel. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We'll be right back after this. Baby, you love. Can't 
feel inside Too many nights I cry Right rhymes to reduce the pain Drug fraction of a woman that is my cocaine I might it sometime, but it's not a drug It's just the way that I feel when you're giving me love Drink you in a cell phone cup Everything slowed down, but I'm not screwed up Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come and wine We need to make love, baby, one more time Pray for the day that you say I do I lie to my homie when I do need you So smooth, me so rude When I first met you, speak game at you King Malachi wasn't in my right mind, had a nigga my state Whole nother name, but you still saw beauty Making up a king, doing my duty Rock movies in due time, the pleasure's all mine I wanna see you draped in jewels Keep your tailored like Amber Rose One day you're gonna see us in that drop top rose I expose a few of my goals Cause you really touch my soul And usual and super sexy But it ended broken hearted faster than it ever started I still love her to this day if she would only let me Yes, we were the best of friends, whatever happened I am asking you this now to see some out If I could rekindle the passion But you sit and laughing I never took the action all the time to realize That I was just too busy rapping And I am sorry, I wish I could say goodbye The only woman in my life beside my mom that made me cry I broke it off with you around the time that Oprah died But every time I think of you, it's me that dies the most inside Oh well, man Yes, that's how it goes When you trade in your woman to mess around with these toes Hacking self is overzealous in your heart it froze But baby, seems that you love the only one I'll ever know Malachi and Dionysus on the Black and White Project. That is one fly album. I cannot, I think you can get that thing now, but let's get back to the show. Now, why can't women find a good man? I know some of you have kissed so many frogs, you got fly wing breath. That's right, you got little bitty fly feet, fly wings, and you know what flies have been standing on anyway. So here's the thing. Dating and relationships have always been hard, and especially in this day and age. Now, sometimes it can even seem impossible, especially if your desires have just gone in the wrong direction. Now, when I talk to women, which I have talked to thousands of women in the last few years, I remember when I was writing uh, Break Up, Don't Break Down and Tired of Being Alone and Another Chance, I always do a lot of uh, Research. I, call, I talk to people and ask them, what's missing in your life? What's wrong? What are the answers that you are seeking? And what is it that is bothering you? And what, you know, and here's the deal. Society has jacked up a whole lot of stuff, right? Uh, women 
are often complaining about men sitting up being 35, playing with a PlayStation, and their pants are singing. Sisters, first I'm going to tell you, if you're dating a man that is playing with a PlayStation while you're at work, slap the hell out yourself, not even him, because you're a fool for being in that relationship. Second thing, if you got a brother that's picking you up from work while, while he's sitting at home not doing nothing, I'm just going to say it the Dr. D way. Have you lost your damn mind? What is wrong with you? Anyway, I'm, I won't even go there. And then the other brother, that everything that's going on in his life is somebody else's fault. Or you ladies, and I'm not going to say that men can't get arrested. Stuff happens. People go to jail. You know what I'm saying? But if you get out of jail and you just got out and you're on your way back again, I mean, come on, lady, are you stupid? Why are you dating somebody that is a seasoned bisexual criminal going in and out of jail, right? That's just throw. But when you bypass that, let's say, for instance, you've gotten to a point where you say, Dr. D, look, man, I get it. I have gotten my life together. I got an 800 credit score. I got a job. I made a high five, low six, even a million dollars a year. I own my house. I own my car. And I just keep getting these sorry-ass men. Girlfriend, I'm coming your way right now, all right, coming your way. There are two types of men, uh, maybe three, that women engage. There's the nice guy, you know, Mr. Hey. (laughs) And then there's the pushover, the one that you take advantage of because his uh, emasculated behind got a domineering mama or, you know, you make more money and he likes the benefits to come with you so he ain't going to rock the boat. Or you've got the guy that's emotionally unavailable because he just has not learned how to love anyone other than himself. You ladies either do one or two things. You label these men as jerks or you go after men that disrespect you or you go after men who ignore their needs and break hearts, as well as your needs. Now, what's going on here? And, and I'm going to tell you this. Here's my hypothesis of this, and write this down, because some of you are stuck in the middle of this, and if you just kind of start listening, the rest of this show is going to spare you months and years of therapy. And if that doesn't help, call 877 2025-877-508-2025, hit extension 102, and you and I really need to talk. And I can probably help you by giving you some tests and get, helping you to get insight to what your issues are. But here's the deal. Uh, Helen Fisher is, uh, you know, a clinician who I kind of agree with her sometimes, not totally, but she says uh, that there, there are basically three types of love, which they're not, they're more. But just for the make it simple, and I think the reason I chose this is because it'll make sense. Lust, attraction, and attachment is how people typically display their love. Now, these things have their very different origins for women. Now, I'm going to give you why, why I'm saying that. One woman, she will lust after this man. She's physically attracted to him, and, you know, he just, man, that, that's it. You know, and especially if he got some money. Then another woman may just, you know, lust after this guy, but she's attracted to the guy that she feels comfortable with and she can form an attachment with because this guy, he doesn't light her fire, but he keeps wood 
come into the house to keep the fire burning if you get my drift. I call it Mr. First and 15th for you women that don't want to go to school and get another degree where you don't need a Mr. First and 15th because I'm going to go where that's going to take you later. But for you ladies out there with some integrity and class, just bear with me because i got to talk to the sisters that's going from ratchet to good girl right now. But these differences about who women lust after and who they are attracted to and who they feel an attachment toward arise because, you know, lust and attraction are deep-seated and primal. These things you don't have to, you know, you just look at somebody and you be like, girl, he's fine. Let him open his mouth, and when he starts stumbling over verbs and, and he's an idiot, then all of a sudden you realize, well, he's not that attractive a girl. He got muscles and he's packing. Well, okay, he may have some length and girth and some muscles, but his IQ, if you put his brain in a bird, the damn bird will fly backwards. How is this man going to help you? And then the other thing is that there are things that women are attracted to social status and economic resources and stability and intelligence. Now, what's up with this? Some of this stuff is a subconscious choice is why I'm telling you this. The other parts of it is a conscious choice. You subconsciously will go after the man that makes you have your oxytocin and your, and your dopamine kick in, the man that makes you go, oh, Lord, he done made me moist. That man is the man that you, he can protect me. He got power. He has money. But then here's this other guy who's listening to you, attentive to you, and he's probably good with kids, even kids that aren't his. So now all of a sudden, social norms and cultural practices make you kind of figure out, okay, damn, what do I do now? And at some point, I can, I mean, I'm a guy, I'm not no gay dude, but I'm going to say, as a man, we have these same issues. I know for a fact I have. I, when I look at a woman, I want to know that when you put on your thong and your heels, I look at you and go, damn. I don't want to look at you and go, damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There is a big difference between what we want to look at and what validates our psyche and our ego and drives our lust versus what is good. Because I've even had women ask me, well, okay, what if a woman's not like that? Would you want her? Well, my answer is hell to the null. But, you know, some brothers, they got some different taste than me, but I wouldn't. So I understand and I get it that women have the same problem. Gender does not stop you from being human. And then to add to this mess, there is this stress for women for you to be a super, if you have children, to be super mom to be superwoman. People want you to be sexy. They want you to run the house. They want you to be good at work. They want you to raise perfect children and always be in a good mood. Well, that's, that's, that's not realistic. I didn't say it wasn't attainable, and I didn't say you shouldn't try to attain it, but it is not realistic. And now, m more and more, women are motivated by power and control just like men. So, see, when women get these messages, and, and now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out, okay, can I find a brother that is going to match my life plan and my goals and my ideals? So now the woman wants to attach to a man who is cooperative, agreeable, and supportive. But here's the problem. When you get that dude, that man, uh, you know, 
he may kind of give you some pushback down the road. And then from another standpoint, women want to get a man, don't want a man who's disagreeable, opinionated, uh, and expects a woman to acquiesce to their needs and their desires, right? Now, here's the problem here. That man that's opinionated, that can be disagreeable, that's also more than likely the more successful man (laughs) because he doesn't need you. He's a leader at work. He's a leader in everything he does in social organizations. He's the alpha male in the group. So when he gets home, what do you think he's going to do, revert? No. He's going to come home and be a leader. He's going to come home and be opinionated. He's going to come home and be ready to be disagreeable and expect you to fall in line and and acquiesce to his needs. Now, here's the other side of it. These other traits where the guy is, you know what, he's amenable, permeable, he's gentle. That little wimpy guy is not the guy that turns you on. That's the guy you're not threatened by, though. That's the guy that, you know what, James is at home with the kids, and me and the girls are going out tonight. Well, James ain't going to pull your hand until you to arch your back. James is not going to tell you, hey, come in here right quick. I need you to do something. James is not going to go and tell you, boo, you already know that ain't going down like that. So now you're stuck. You want this powerful man that's intelligent and motivated, and then the next thing you get is this guy comes home and he's still intelligent and motivated. So you're going, but you don't have time for me. Hell, that's how come he's driving a Porsche, baby girl. That's why he has the Bentley. He doesn't have time. He's working. So how do you get yourself in a position to partner with that? And I'm going to tell you how. Don't panic. The other side of it is now you got Mr. Nice Guy, but he's too nice. And now your libido is going, oh, Lord, no, I don't want to watch this with you. He likes good chick flicks. You crying, he's crying. I mean, you asking him to pass you a tissue. I mean, that dude ain't going to work with you, right? So now what can we do about this? How can we fix some of these things? Well, here's what you do. Ladies, one strategy that some women have to learn is to be the leader of the nice guy, which means that, you're going to have to be that businesswoman you are at the office. You've got to be that domineering, in-charge, empowered woman, and you're going to have to accept that you've got to lead this Mr. Softy that you chose because, you remember, you have become so domineering at work, and especially those of you that are uh, law enforcement officers, high-ranking executives at work, uh, that work in, uh, that are military with any rank, Um, women that are in athletic professions, you are accustomed to leadership roles. So unless you are ready to share the reins and let this man co-create with you, and even if you want a man that's like you, you're going to have to defer to him. You might as well accept that, okay, I picked Mr. Softy, so I'm going to have to continue taking these roles that I have at work home with me in order to make this relationship not get boring. You're going to have to tell him, look, I want you to go in there, and when you come back, you know, i got some work for you, baby. I mean, you're going to have to treat him like that because Mr. Softy is never going to stop being who he is. Now, here's the other thing. Other women choose to be cautious in love and look for the right guy to be with, and they want this strong male leadership role. These women want to find the right guy. 
and find a guy that will lead their hopes and dreams and goals and all of this. So I'm going to tell you this. When you get that man, that's cool. But make sure you pick him carefully. Don't go get some man that you got to go and buy him some blue socks to go with a blue suit. I mean, come on, really? Don't buy Don't go get an idiot and think that if you just tell him, look, you sit over there and don't say nothing. Won't nobody know how stupid you are. Yes, they will. They will find out his, he's stupid. Y'all know I almost said it, right? But the truth of it is pick wisely a man that you can follow. Now, here's the other thing. Some of you, and I'm not endorsing this, but some of you freaks out there, uh, if you can't get your stuff together, you're just going to have to tell people, look, I don't want to be in a committed relationship, and you're going to have to have Mr. Tiger in the bedroom for fun and Mr. Softy that you can talk to. Now, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you, little butt. You're going to get caught up. And these two men, Mr. Softy, is going to get intimidated, and he may beat you when he finds out you're messing with Hercules. It won't be Hercules that's going to beat you. Or you may get Hercules, and when he find out you got Mr. Softy, he's going to 86 you and just say, you know what, you're just another ratchet. I'm just going to do what I need to do and bounce, right? So this is something that you, I want you to understand there are, there are costs and trade-offs involved when you date people. Now, here's the other thing that I want you to think about. Are you being misled by yourself? And what does that mean? Are you so busy having a career and having your success that you think the skills that created your success in business translate to skills in a romantic relationship. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Baby girl, just because you got an 800 credit score and you run the office doesn't mean that you're a good woman. As a matter of fact, a lot of those people have an inability to accept that they can be wrong because everybody at work is scared to tell your arrogant behind you're wrong because you'll fire them or they're scared to get on your bad side. And then when you get a man that stands up to you and says, hey, uh, you ain't going to talk to me like that. that. That doesn't work with me. Now, instead of you being permeable and you changing and realizing, you know what, I'll wear a uniform in my job, you know, be it a police uniform or you're a detective or you're the principal of a school or you're a coach on a professional sports or for a professional sports organization or a high-ranking exec, you can't be that when you come home and expect a man to say, oh, yeah, well, you know, you can tell me to sit down and go over there. Now, here's the other thing. Are you using the wrong things to attract men? Because a man doesn't fall in love with your six-figure income and your job title. As a matter of fact, that may get his attention. Girlfriend, I promise you, it is not going to keep his attention. What's going to happen is this brother invariably is going gonna, is gonna to resent you because sooner than later, you're going to have to realize that he needs to love me for who I am and not what I am. So you can buy him all the cars and suits and you let him use your card. And all. That is not going to keep him. And those of you that are just thinking you're going to, you know, do something strange for some change and get, you in, get, get a guy, you're not the only one. And as a matter of fact, there's another woman that will do something strange that ain't going to ask for his change. They're not looking for baby daddy. They're not just playing a role. 
So here's what I want. Here's where I'm going to take this and definitely write this thing down. The last aspect. At first, I covered the spiritual. Now I covered the psychological and the social and the cultural stuff. Now this is just going to get right down personal, and we may go a couple of minutes. My producers are telling me to try to take some calls, but I, I'm going to if I'm going to take the call. I'm going to take like maybe two or three phone calls if we have time. But I, I just want to go down this list. Write this down. Write this down. Number one, stop arguing about everything with folks all the time. Some people are just addicted to drama, and if that happens to be you, and what do you mean by drama? Real simple. If everything means that you have to roll your eyes and your neck and act like you on love and hip-hop, nobody wants to be with a hood rat or a drama queen. You got it? Just don't do that. It's not a good look. Really, really not a good look. And some people just are addicted to trying to be so... Uh, presentation centered, but they're not looking at what they're presenting. All right? Here's the other thing. Stop comparing your life to Beyonce. You are not Beyonce, boo. As a matter of fact, you may not even be Shanae Shaquita or Julie or whatever damn name goes with your race and your culture, but I'm going to say this to you. Your relationship is your relationship, and whoever it is you're dating, that's you and them. Quit determining your relationship based on what your mom and them did, based on what happened the last time you dated someone that had his first or last name or looked like him or whatever. Just come on, really comparing your relationship to the relationship of other people. Just stop it. The other thing that I'm going to tell you, when a man makes or breaks your life, homegirl, that's called dependent personality disorder. And any time I see in my office men or women who their whole world revolves around some man, be that man good or bad, you need, you got problems. Something's wrong with you. Now, your friends probably been trying to tell you this, and they just don't do it anymore. They just look at you and go, mm-hmm. If when you're talking to people, you hear, mm-hmm, a lot, that means that they think your ass is crazy, okay? Pay attention to that. When your man makes or breaks your life, when you are looking at your phone every 30 minutes to see if he's texted you, or you find yourself checking his Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram or whatever other way you can peripherally stalk him, you're running by his relatives just to see if he's there, I guarantee you nobody wants a needy woman. Stop it. Don't do it. That's probably why you can't keep nobody. This next thing that I'm going to say to you, having everybody in your damn business, stop posting messages and pictures on your social media account every time I can't stand him. Grow your behind up. And then I'm going to tell you something even deeper. What man do you know wants to date you and your girlfriend, them, or wants to be in a relationship with you and your mom and them? I mean, seriously. It's one thing when you you just kind of give each other a hug, kiss in public, and, you know, that's cool. That, that, that's all right. But when you get to a point where everything that happens in your life you've got to share with somebody else, you, that, I wouldn't want to be around you. And I know I'm not, I'm, I got at least a little bit of something going with me to understand it, but most people can't understand that. That is a problem. 
Do not do that. All right? Next thing. If you're doing more than them in a relationship, an example, you just started dating this guy. All of a sudden, you started writing his last name at the end of your name. And he hasn't even talked to you about a commitment, and you up here fantasizing about marriage. Or you pop up on his job surprising him with lunch. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but don't do that. Let people come to an agreement with you where you are mutually tracking with each other. One thing I always encourage people to do, especially people that are over 35 years old, when you start dating someone, set some goals with this person that either individual or collective, you could say, okay, I'm going to get my MBA. What are you going to do? And he says, I'm just making up stuff. And he says, well, I'm going to start a business. And then three to six weeks later, you're enrolled in school, and this dodo hasn't even done a feasibility study. This is not going to be a good relationship. I'm here to tell you it ain't going to work. Another example of this is if you say, well, look, let's go take a salsa dancing class. Let's learn and speak a foreign language. Let's, let's um, plan a trip. Let's take, if you have children, I do not advocate you introducing your children to people until you have become very comfortable with the fact that, you know, this person may be around for a minute. Don't be calling them Uncle Jimmy because, you know, how many uncles they going to have? You know what I'm saying? But my point is, Look at their kids and how are they raising their kids. Are they raising their kid the way you're raising your kid? Don't go buying his daughter some panties and shoes just because she ain't got none. That's thoughtful, but her mama's ratchet. And if he don't know to buy his daughter some panties and shoes, tell him to do it. And if he doesn't step up and do it, I guarantee you, that's a sorry man. You don't want him. Put another way. Just because you like him, make sure that the respect between the two of you is earned by free will and how you treat each other. And the best way to look at how someone is going to treat you is to look at how they treat themselves, right? Here's the next one. Stop having that attitude. I was looking at Sweetie Pies, uh, I guess, last night. Sweetie Pie's on own. You, if you don't know what it is, go to the Oprah Winfrey Network. It's actually a kind of cute, decent television show. And, and they hired a new manager. And this girl, every time somebody says something, she's rolling her eyes. I didn't even know people could make that many expressions with their lips. I mean, her lips took on a whole new personality aside from her face. Don't do that. When people look at you and you are looking like you got an attitude and you got WTF and WTH written all over your face, that's a problem. No man wants to be around a woman like that. The other thing is stay out of fantasy land. If you stay updated on everybody's life but yours, that's a problem. No man wants to date a woman that's crazy. That's all I'm going to say. Now, my producer is going, please, please, please take a call. So here's what I'm going to do. Right now, if you have called in and you have a question, comment that makes sense, please don't do something silly tonight and mention anybody's name. Don't call and tell me Billy Ray Jones that lives at 1422 Smith Street. Don't do that. But if you have a question uh, about being stuck in a relationship 
or you want uh, to share something really quick, I got time to take a call or so. The number is 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. Press 1 right now, and you will be put on air. You've got about 30 to 40 seconds to do that. Our phone lines are very much so lit up, so I'm going to clear the queue right now. And now press 1, and I will take your call or your comment. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and wrap and, and start putting some wrapping touches on this program. At the end of the day, whatever it is that you are positioning yourself to do, that's what's going to come to you in life. You will not find an external solution to an internal problem. So the question is, what do you really desire and why do you desire it? What do you really want in your life? Is it, if it's based on someone else, because I told you, there are only really two emotional states, good and bad. And if you're expecting someone else to make you feel good, you've got this relationship thing totally twisted, and that's how you ended up with the sorry man that you just got rid of or the one that right now you're going, Dr. Young, please, is, okay, is poisoning somebody illegal? Yes, it's illegal, but you, you did it. You brought this person up into your life, up around your kids. You created this set of circumstances, and it's up to you to undo it because you cannot get the right man in your life as long as you're holding on to the wrong one. I'm going to say that again. You cannot get the right man in your life as long as you hold on to the wrong one. Second thing, is there such thing? Somebody just sent a message to me. Okay, is there such thing as soulmates? Yes, there is. However, I don't, the soul is where the spirit and the divine connect with the terrestrial, meaning that which you've become and that which you've come to know connects with something that God is doing in your life, right? Now, how can that work out when you haven't yielded yourself fully to the purpose that you've been created for. In other words, happiness and transcendence comes when you are manifesting your potential and your reason for existence. So, yes, there's a such thing as soulmates, and no, you're not going to find yours until you become one with why you were created, okay? Uh, okay, here's another comment or uh, question, and I love this. This is really good. Uh, this is this is so so good. I just got to read what this sister posted. Nia Jones, uh, I'm not even going to try to say your last name, but you put something on the show post tonight that I just so loved, and it says, "No matter how great of a woman you are, you will never be good enough for a man if he's not ready." That's real talk. You just can't beat that with a bat. But I'm going to take that a step further. If you aren't ready and you meet the perfect man, that's not going anywhere either. So tonight, real simple, stop and get your life in order. Write down, and I'm going to just take us back from where we began. Is your desire reachable in your mind? That's number one. Number two, for this to manifest, is it a logical next step? toward the things that you're trying to manifest. In other words, don't put the cart before the horse in your life. If you haven't finished college yet, I'm not saying you can't get married while you're going to college, but it's a hell of a lot easier to stay focused if you don't have relationship issues. 
I'm going to tell you that if you have children still in the house, sure, you can meet a decent man and get married. The issue is this. How is he raising his kids? Is he even playing a role in his children's life? And if he doesn't have children, have you discussed with him prior to bringing him around your kids, okay? Have you discussed with him how do you feel about children? What is your view of parenting? Do you believe in spanking? Do you believe in giving a child X amount of dollars for allowance? Are you managing your life by committee? Stop and think. What is it has desire for you and bringing this person into your life converted itself to a, an experience where you are feeling lack because desire and lack are not related. So just like I made that example about the casino and the chips, you have converted the meaning of desire, desire makes you feel alive, and it makes you feel like you're being fulfilled. But if desire is causing you to feel lack and avoid and inadequate, you've, you've perverted that word. And now, for you to change that, you have to get back to a pure state. So stop desiring a man and start desiring fulfillment in your own life. Start looking at things that can make you happy. And I'm not talking about your little C-cell, D-cell friend in your bedroom drawer. Stop being nasty. What I'm talking about is start manifesting your gifts. Go back. Get that certification. Go back. And, and some of you, and I'm going to, I'm going to take it there because I know there's some women that's going to get mad at me when I say this, and I, I just get mad at me. Some of you right now, you weigh 300 pounds. You weigh 400 pounds. And I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with it, but if I'm a man, I don't want you laying on me making my fingers turn blue. You need to get and take care of your health, not just for to get a man, but you need to do it for your own sake. What man is going to feel comfortable with you when you can't take care of you? What makes you think he's going to think you can take care of him or his children or the children the two of you could have? Or if every time you look up, you crying and you're an emotional case, every time you look up, something wrong with you, that psychosomatic mess, when you get to a point where you can start manifesting illnesses because you think you're sick, something is wrong with you. I have clients and people in my office that come in that I have worked with over years that they have more problems, and I'm looking at them going, what's wrong with your butt this time? You know, last week you broke your leg. This week you didn't bust your head over. I mean, really? You need to just just duct tape some pillows all around you. Who wants to be with that? Or some of you won't let go of this little jerk that has been in your life for the last year and a half, that guy that did you wrong, that screwed your girlfriend, that took everything you had, that's not trying to do nothing. And I'm not going to tell you, ladies, there are men that make mistakes. Hell, I make them every day. There are times when I promise to do things and life happens. I can't do it. I can't pay everything back when I want to pay it back. I can't uh, go and finish the plan. I'm, but I'm, I never stop working on it. And that's what you need to be looking for in these men that you look at. Is he manifesting his potential? Is he capable of even achieving what he's promising? Do you see fruit and evidence that he is working toward the goals that he's talking about? In other words, sister, if you do have your stuff together, 
If your desire is in order, if you've got your credit straight, if you've gotten to where your physical state is in, in good condition, you're not 30 or 40 or 50 there. If you're 50 pounds overweight, you need to do something about that. But if you like just like 5, 15, 20 pounds overweight, okay, cool, cool. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. You know, but if you've gotten your ducks in a row, now – don't go get a Mr. Potato Head and figure if you dress him up and give him $5 and tell him to brush his teeth and get a haircut, he's going to be okay. He's not. God is not going to send you a man that is not equally yoked to you. And I don't mean that you got a million dollars and he got a million. You may have a million dollars, but he has the wisdom to know what to do with it. You may not have a dime, but he's got a million, but he has the common sense to listen to you because your daddy had a million and lost it. So now you know what it takes not to lose the fortune. In other words, God is going to give you someone that will balance you. And lastly, but not certainly not least, be open when it comes. Leave the past in the past. You know, you can't judge other people by what you've already experienced. If you still are walking around with hatred, if you're still walking around with frustration and, and bitterness, you, you're not ready. You're just simply not ready. And for those of you that are, and you're saying, Dr. D, everything you just said, check, 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 I'm good. Let me tell you this. You may be ready. But the person that God is sending you, he is not through whooping his butt yet. I'm just going to say it, right? He is not through grooming that man. So in the meantime, you know, there's this thing in the Bible that says, wait patiently upon the Lord, right? Now, I'm going to say this to you. And if I keep referring to the Bible and you're Buddhist, uh, Muslim, or Hindu, please, I don't mean to offend you. I'm just using that because it's common in the United States. I'm so, but if, you will find similar things in your text. When it says wait patiently, what that truly means is for you to prepare yourself until he comes. For some of you, it's not about losing weight or getting your credit straight or getting a career. You already got all that. You got a beautiful house. You got a nice car. You got, a, you got some new weave in your head. Your weave does not, does not smell like the horse's tail anymore. You know, you've done all of these things. However, what you haven't done is you have an established a relationship with your creator. And then I'm going to lead from there to this. If you do find a man, I'm not saying Brother Cantaloupe and, and uh, Mr. Cushaw and all these people, but I am saying find a man that loves his creator, a man that loves God like he loves himself. Because if he, if he can't be submitted and committed to a relationship with his creator, baby girl, there's no way in hell he's going to be committed to you. You got me? Now, for some of you that need some help, here's what I want you to do. Go to Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and it's spelled like Ivan, D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G, at gmail. I mean, not at gmail. That's the that's the email address. It's just drdivanyoung.com. So D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.com. I would suggest that you take that initial assessment test where you can know what your personality type is, we can talk about the blind spots in your personality, how you're not communicating effectively, how you're being misperceived, and how you're probably not uh, appropriately interpreting the behavior of other people. But we can determine 
what your attachment style is like, what your communication style is like, what your view on gender in a relationship is like, because you need to know those things. And here's what it costs. I'm just going to tell you. It's 50 bucks for you to take the test. It's $215 for you to do the assessment. But, hell, that's a hell of a lot cheaper than the two or $3,000 you're going to get played for, and you cannot get back wasted time while you're sitting up here with somebody that's not going to work for you. And also during that time, you can go ahead and talk to me and just say, Doc, I want to know, is this relationship I'm in even worth staying in, or should I just cut my losses and move around? And by taking those tests and doing those assessments, we may find out that you're the one that's not committed. You know, or we may find out that you're ready, but this guy is just not the right one, and you're going to have to walk away before, you, before it gets any deeper. All right? So, again, drdavonyoung.com. If you can't remember that, just Google my name or just go to Facebook and send me a message, and let's get you ready so you can meet the love of your life. Now, last two bits of housekeeping. This coming show this week is going to be uh, off the chain on Wednesday. What we are going to talk about, and, and I think it's something that we, we really don't talk about, and that's the bedroom. And we don't talk about the things that you need to do sexually so you can actually enjoy your sex life and if you are in a relationship, you really don't want to miss this show uh, because we're going to go there. We're going to talk about all of it. <laughs> that show is going to be rated PG-17 because it's going to be very frank. I, it's not going to be tacky, but I am going to be talking an adult conversation. So you don't. Need, I'm going to tell you now, get a babysitter at least for an hour because you don't need your kid going, Mama, what did he say? So this Wednesday, definitely tune in. Now, last two bits of housekeeping. Hit the like button on the Facebook page. Make sure that um, you pray for me because I've already prayed for you, so you guys pray for me. I've got to travel to Atlanta this week. Uh, I I just signed with Pam Panak, the Panak Agency, so I'm looking forward to doing a lot of stuff with Pam. Uh, To my team, I want to say I love you guys. And last and certainly not least, I want to tell you I love you madly. See, See you on Wednesday noon central, 1 o'clock eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Have an awesome week. God bless you. Bye now.